Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. How can I forget about this bit every time we do it? But yet, every it's not time a it's it a surprises me and, <laughs> and you do uh, forget makes about me it so time. mad. It's crazy yeah. when that you I do hear forget. Alex. Yeah, do well, we've only taped what uh, 29, 30 of these podcasts, something yep. like that. So I understand how you wouldn't see it coming every <laughs> single time. <laughs> exactly. Pete. Well, I get so. You know, into what am I going to say while we're going to talk about that I completely forget about the opening. Maybe next time we can do Riverdale in broad daylight, but right now this is Riverdale after dark. I'm Pete. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, you forgot that part yeah. as well. The, oh. Introducing your own name. It's good. We do like a fun voice and you complain and then introduce yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just to let it's people great. know well, where yeah, we what, stand. what do you think is more fun? I, I think the complaining is yeah. more fun. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know <laughs> what you think is more fun. Voices or complaints. Cool. So Ooh. we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Riverdale. The what a news. crazy app. As usual, uh, you were saying, actually, before we get into it, this is the episode of the News Titans. You were saying you think this show is going to run out of steam pretty soon, right? Yeah, what are there like five episodes left? How can it keep this pace? This show is like watching a a level one improv show where everyone's like, okay, uh, I wear a bow tie (laughs) and I'm to only talk about murder. I have a robot (laughs) arm and I'm from the future. Yeah. 
I have a gang now, and they're wearing different hats. Like, it's very strange, this yeah, show. Yeah, I, I mean, not to be too uh, ridiculous about it, but I, I was walking home the other day thinking about this episode, and uh, it's like a Stefan bit, right? Like, yeah. every episode is like, this episode has everything. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> it and, it, and it jumps from tone to tone so quickly. I. Yeah. I felt so many different emotions while I was watching this episode. And it's so it's fast. Great. It's breathtaking. Yeah, I love it. I love that it does that, that it goes from this is an absolutely ridiculous thing to this is a crazy violent scene to I legit teared up while I was watching this episode. What? Which we'll get to in a minute. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, that's Emotional cool. roller coaster. I, I did. It is like a regular show on crack because it's just <laughs> next scene, next scene, next scene. And you don't I, have any I time to say, deal. I don't actually know what it's like to be on crack. Do you know what it's like? <laughs> Like to be on crack, Pete? No, no, I don't. Do you want to buy some crack? Do you, do you have some? Uh, oh, wow. That doesn't just... sound like someone who hasn't tried crack. <laughs> <laughs> you answered pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, I feel like this whole show could just be an elaborate like prank to get Archie to go to like his birthday party or something. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way anyone can trust Archie to do the things that he's doing in this episode oh, specifically. Yeah. That they would be like, yeah, Archie, that's a good idea. You're talking about Archie Bulldog Andrews? Yeah, I oh guess. Oh, my God. Oh, Goes right. full we'll, we'll bulldog. We'll definitely talk a lot about Archie in this episode because he is out of control. But let's do a little bit of recap first. Pete, did you forget we do that at the top of the show as well? Oh, I, Welcome I, to Riverdale no, Recap. No. Riverdale Recap. 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 Recap the recap. Uh, yeah, we should actually do a recap podcast for our recap. I think no, be pretty no. Good. No, I think it's fun. We can really go down the line and just say what we enjoyed most most about doing the podcast we just did. That sounds good. Uh, check out Riverdale After After Dark or other podcasts where we recap this podcast. Uh, it should be posting somewhere soon. Yeah, there you go. Let's talk about what uh, has led up to this point because so many things happened to this episode. First of all, we mentioned uh, good old Archie Andrews. He is running for vice president of the student council with Veronica, Team Varchi. Meanwhile, there's been a little split in the main four. So Team Bughead is also running for president. Uh, Jughead as president, Betty as vice president. I would reverse those, honestly, but that's just me. And meanwhile, uh, Josie... And Reggie are also weird pairing, but team. Yeah, they're team guys, cool. You We're guys chill. run for office too. Yeah, you two also, over there. Also, you're here. Yeah, uh, they're running for president and vice president respectively as well. So that's generally what's going on. But at the same time, there's another election, which is the mayoral election for Riverdale. So many Hermione Lodge is running for mayor. Fred Andrews wants to declare his candidacy as well. There's been a split there where Fred Andrews is trying to financially disentangle himself from the Lodges. Meanwhile, the Lodges have put forth a plan. Oh, my God, it's crazy. Uh, Put forth a plan to build a prison in Riverdale as a way of uh, rejuvenating the economy. Uh, Nobody likes that plan except for Archie for some reason. Reggie loves it. it. Reggie loves it, too. Yeah, a lot of kids are like, yeah, guys, prison's the future. (laughs) It's for the future, guys. I gotta be Honestly, I remember when I was in high school and I was like, I love for-profit prisons and I understand what this means. Yeah, exactly. I, really? I, you thought about that in high school? No, of course not. Oh, my, pa- my family had a for-profit jail that we'd always hope would develop into a for-profit prison. Oh, but we could never get it going. Oh, yeah, you got to really build That's it tough, up. Man. Big prison came in. Wall prison. Oh, uh, jeez. Oh, a real tough. mom and pop prison you had going on? Yeah, exactly. That's nice. <laughs> my mom would bake fresh cookies for was all Was that the, tough when you had to close it down? Uh, it was horrible, yeah. Oh, man. And it, ironically, we just put more bars over it once it was closed. Oh, wow. 
It was hard to tell if it was actually <laughs> turned oh, into a bar. Could have been like the bar bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, should yeah. go back and and open up a bar there. We should go back. Let's all move <laughs> to my hometown and open a bar in a shut down prison that I just made up. All right. Great. I'm uh, into that's it. where we can tape our Riverdale podcast. Yeah, so we have check a location. Out more about that on Riverdale after after dark. We're not even done with the recap yet, so let's <laughs> yeah. keep going. So meanwhile, uh Chick who is Betty's brother killed a man. <laughs> no, Mrs. Cooper killed a man. Well we don't no, know. We no, don't Chick know. killed the man. No. It's all and, Chick's uh, fault. Betty has moved out because she hates Chick and she's like, I'm not moving back. Until yeah, Chick's why would out she live there? It's, creepy. it's dangerous to live there. And, uh, yeah, they got rid of the body, put it in a car, dumped it in the river, which is totally cool. No, they put the body in a pipe. Yeah, body's in a pipe. The body's not in the car. It's right. just the car I'm they sorry. did. The I car apologize. they put in the swamp. With uh, the help of FP, who really kind of took right, over the exactly. situation. So FP, who is Alice's ex-boyfriend, has helped out <laughs> with Jughead's this. dad. And what else is going on? What else is in the news? Oh, Cheryl. Cheryl is an important thing to mention. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cheryl's parents, or more specifically her uncle, I guess, and her mom are trying to kill her mm-hmm. and her grandmother, we think. At the very least, her mom sent her to the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy for conversion therapy because her oh. mom thinks she's a deviant for uh, being by bisexual, uh, and uh, Tony Topaz and Cheryl have struck up a relationship, but it has been separated even at this young date. I, I think that's everything that's going on. Yeah, I'm sure I missed 50 point. other things. Yeah, yeah there is But a let's lot get more. into it. Start of the episode, big town hall. Everybody turns out to check out the high school election and what's going on. Just like any small town, parents are up to ask the candidates for high school student body Important election questions. Yep. And, of course, the mayoral election ties into the student council election, which, again, is a very normal thing that yeah. always happens. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Who are you voting? Are you Team Varchi, Team Jeji, or Team Bughead in this election I mean, right now? I I wanted to kind of talk about the beginning of the episode where, like, Cheryl was watching this creepy movie oh, about... Oh, sure. We could talk about that. You yeah. want to start there? Yeah, yeah, because right. that was insane. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I did. I skipped ahead. It's all right. Uh, Cheryl is at the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy. They are trying to convert her out of homosexuality. And to do that, they show a vintage uh, conversion therapy film. Starring Kevin. Starring Kevin and, and Moose. Moose. Yep. Big yeah. surprise. Turns out they're vampires or something. Yeah, I what think. a great role for them. Yeah, yeah they really okay. landed a great role. I mean, I like this, but it definitely tied into the whole surreal nature of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't get two random actors to do it. Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of fun and, and campy the way it made fun of the times and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is like, it was super creepy because I was like, uh, I was worried about Cheryl in this creepy place. You know, I liked how the show was talking about like, this is a PSA for like, if you know somebody who's trapped there, you got to go and rescue them. Just go get them out of that creepy place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to checking out that movie on a double feature with Love, Simon <laughs> in theaters. And yeah. Let's get back to Fair the election. Uh, who are you voting for, Jim? I'm going for I just... I was about to call you Jughead because you're wearing a hat right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Very limited kind of sideways of and backwards, you know, like <laughs> Jughead would. the Riverdale sunglasses, man. Uh, I'm voting for Josie and the Reggie Cats. Yeah? Well, yeah, because I feel like their platform of the just <laughs> being there is sort of where I am. Yeah, uh-huh, but they uh-huh. also were like, hey, we're the chill ones. Yeah. So that's also a great platform. Here's the thing. If this was a real high school, they absolutely would win on that platform. Like Reggie would come up and be like, salad bar in the cafeteria, bros. And I would be like, nice. I really don't care at all. 
Well, you think he's going to win by saying salad bar? No, that was the typical uh, thing. Have you ever heard of pizza, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's a, uh, running on the pizza ticket. Yeah, no, I know. Is. I mean, I, yes, Reggie would run on that. But that wasn't a thing in your high school. I feel like every high school election is like, yeah, we're going to get like a salad bar in the cafeteria. And everybody's like, all right, I don't know when we vote or how this happens. Cool. Wow. Where Ooh. did you grow up? Wow. And Were people just crazy That's, for salads? I grew up in an olive garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These bottomless breadsticks are old news. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's working out really well for me. I Great. That's funny because it says about the difference where I grew up and they were like, we're going to get a soda machine in the cafeteria. Yes. And everyone went nuts. And yeah, then there was I, no. I do think uh, that's. Exactly. Sorry, I, I'm getting a little worried because we have a, a guest dog on the yes, podcast today. Yes, this is today. my dog. Yeah. Hot dog. Yeah, your dog, Hot Dog, is here. That's weird I, that I mistakenly called you Jughead and your dog is named Hot Dog. Alex, I am Jughead. <gasps> anyway, uh, your dog is on the cord, so it's freaking me yes, out a little uh, bit. Also, your dog's eating uh, change. That doesn't <laughs> yes. look good. You should try to We're, do something about that. What he does is he eats a nickel and shits a quarter. <laughs> your golden goose? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna, I don't want to take away from your income, but I'm really worried about the dog. No, yeah, I'm definitely going to cut open your dog to get the coins inside of him. <laughs> oh, man. I've heard of a piggy bank. Out. This is the doggy bank. Yeah, very cool. He, right. I'm taking the nickel away from your dog. Do he yeah. knows he's fine with He just picks it up and puts it down. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not saying he's smart, but he uh, is doing that. You guys listening at home, are you enjoying this part of our audio podcast? Let us know on our Riverdale After After Dark podcast. Meanwhile, we should probably move on. Because well, let, a let lot me say, in my stuff. high school, yeah. it was always running on the platform of more sex in the bathroom. Oh, wow. Oh, we what a high school. Oh, so, salad bar, sure. Soda machine, yeah. You fucking in the bathroom. <laughs> what kind of... Oh, Oh, no one. I went to like the opposite of the sisters. Uh, oh wow! Oh nice. Where they kept showing you like like go go get laid videos. <laughs> <laughs> but bunch of not nuns pluses. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not nuns pluses. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, Justin almost who, who died on that. How do we want to arrange this episode? Because so many things happen. I'm having a hard time arranging in my head. Do we want to talk about Archie first? Yeah, let's do Archie first. Because oh, that goes, as, uh, goes right into um, the fact that uh, there are these guys at the lodges when they come home. And obviously, Papa Poutine, the villain, is dead. Yeah. So. Also, wait, like, wait, wait. Actually, in we... their house, it was they weren't just like... They yeah, yeah, we should broke. actually take a step backwards because I feel like Archie makes some crazy missteps right at the top of the episode yeah. when uh, they're having this town hall and everything's going fine. Oh, Veronica yeah, and then he's, he's handling it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be great because we're going to have this for-profit prison. Isn't that cool, you guys? And Veronica rolls her eyes yeah. so large. Yeah, Why is she with him at this point, do you think? I mean, uh, he passed the parents' test, so sure. he's got. She's in too deep at this he point. He's so dumb. He's so unbelievably dumb. Yeah, uh, I don't know that he does take his shirt off a lot, which we all sure agree. that's true. That but I don't mind. think in this episode though. This is no, he actually he a shirt on in this. episode. In fact, Reggie takes his shirt off a lot more. They have a shirtless retro- wrestling match, arm, arm wrestling, wrestling match, where uh, Reggie is skins. As you do, yeah, because you want to know whose team is in a, who in an arm wrestling, <laughs> yeah. right? For the shirts uh, for, for the skins, vote. and uh, Archie murders Reggie, of course, which yeah. I kind of liked. Well, you can't talk about somebody's you know family in the middle of an arm wrestling match. That's Whenever just... I'm doing anything, if someone makes me angry, I win. Oh, I yeah. win instantly. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. So uh, our, that said, Archie and Veronica do um, totally conversely make a really good move when the Andrews and the Lodges are fighting in the school hallway after the town hall. Oh, yeah, the yeah. hallway where talks. They, the Lodges want the Andrews to back off and sign their NDA agreement. The Andrews want... Uh, the Lodges to sign their agreement to let Fred Andrews be financially disentangled from them. And uh, I thought Veronica and Archie made a good move being like, guys, we all know each other. Let's not turn this into a war. I like that. But I feel like Luke Perry was right there. He was like, he was in the right and he's getting bullied by the Lodges. And, you know, luckily Veronica was there to be like, oh, by the way, everybody's signing stuff. Be cool. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he is technically the good guy of this show. In a show that is rapidly losing good guys. Uh, but he's got a bad case of the the dumbs, just like Archie. Well, he is related to Archie. Yeah. But he at least is dumb and right. So there's that. That's I, true. I guess. He's such a sad sack. I feel so yeah. bad. Watch for your Fred mouth Andrews. about Luke Perry, all right? No, not Luke Perry. Luke Perry is very cool. Luke, very cool. Not he's, sad at all. Yeah. Fred Andrews. Super sad. Big old sack of sad. He's 10 pounds of sad and a five pound sack. I don't know. You know I, even, I'm going to disagree like his, with you guys. His hair was sadder this episode. Yeah. Like he had kind of wispier hair at the up top oh, and man. his beard is getting a little scragglier. He's, he's like a dog that's been better. out in the rain. Yeah. Not happy. You want to talk about Papa Poutine? So Papa Poutine, we got the two guys, Freddie French Fry and Danny Sidekwok. In the house, not yeah. waiting nicely outside, was waiting in the house for them. Yeah, well, that really seems to bother you, but that's well, a normal you, goon move. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a part of some kind of uh, goon conspiracy, but it's one of those things where they like basically broke into their house while weren't they weren't there, and the butler was like, "Um, you've got guests." Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's a heck of that's a, how that works. People come by, and then uh, the butler announces them. Yeah, but I, whatever. Have you? What's your butler? Have you? Here's your. Butler. I don't your butler have do. a butler. You don't? Yeah. You got to stop oh. spending money on crack, dude. Then you yeah. can afford oh, a butler. Man. Hey, you right? got to your butler any... budget up. Hey, yeah. you got any crack, man? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, later. Yeah, later. We'll talk about it later. Okay. So uh, Just let me know if you guys need anything, because Harrison, my butler, is here, and he can pop over anytime. Oh, sweet. So the Montreal he does a lot. French fry gang starts moving in on yeah. the Lodge's territory. They set up the most stereotypical Italian dinner of all time, yeah. mm-hmm. complete with... Let's a- meet at the stereotypical <laughs> place. Yeah. The music in the background, I want the 25%. was so over the top. And almost every scene, not even just these Italian scenes, but later yeah. on, I was like, all right, we get it. Yeah, and they're slurping spaghetti. Archie finagles his way into being a strong man there. I, I couldn't decide what I felt about this scene, just because Archie steps up and is like... I'm the man who killed a guy in the woods. I'm the man who did the X-Lay Yeah, he goes X-Lay. mad dog. Yeah, he goes mad dog to try to intimidate them, and they laugh right in his face. Yep. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reaction you could possibly have. I, I'm glad. Well, they could have like just been like, yo, we're going to murder your boy here because he's talking all this trash. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the reasonable reaction, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, he's the waiter, and he's, like, saying shit that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, ha-ha, you almost got us. And I was like, what are you? What are those guys even talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The, it was almost a flip, in a way, of the Betty scene from the last episode where she threatens Chick, and she 
legit threatened Strick by being mm-hmm. like, hello, I led to the death of three serial killers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to kill you, chick. And that's a reasonable threat. Archie didn't do any of that stuff that he said. That's true. Basically. Yeah. But it is crazy, though. Even the characters in this episode are like, what is normal? Like, uh, Betty and Jughead have that scene where they're like, what's normal for us? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're like... We should be snooping around and yeah. stirring stuff up. And uh, Mrs. Andrews says something similar, which I thought, based on stuff that we've talked about in previous podcasts, was kind of fascinating, where she confronts Archie and says, what happened to you? How did you change? You know, this is later in the yeah. episode, but you're not the kid yeah. that I knew. You used to love playing music and hanging out with Betty and Jughead. Um, she even, I think, mentions Veronica, which is kind of confusing because also, that's something she wouldn't really know about. Yeah. But, Mom, don't you notice there's a giant cut on Archie's hand because he's now Blood Brothers? No, it, it healed by now. When he uh, when he touched Reggie's sweat during the arm wrestle, it healed him. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Reggie's got magic sweat. Yeah, he does. It's pretty cool. How do you guys both know about this? You don't know about that? Yeah. You don't know about that? Oh. It's not in the comics. It's Our butlers cool. told us. Yeah. Oh, man. It's Butler code, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, it points back to like this idea that before the series started, it was the Archie comics, which yeah. we haven't really seen at all. Which There's is that strange. one flashback. Or I guess it's a fantasy that Jughead has in season one where they yeah. is all the characters in the old uh, Archie clothing, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, it does seem like literally the minute before Jason Blossom was killed, um, this was like 1950s. Everyone's happy. And now it's like uh, hell, like yeah. a living hell. Yeah, <laughs> an insane. Living. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe people are still sticking around in this town. I mean, well, I mean, a... they gotta stick around for the for-profit prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jobs are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm so, so proud of my daddy. Got thrown in the new prison. So on RT, really supporting the community. Oh. Well, you should know though the for-profit part of the prison isn't if you get thrown in jail, you don't make money. <laughs> oh, it's not like well, a job. Well, then how is this creating jobs? I, I don't know actually. All right. Uh, I guess uh, working at the prison. Yeah, I think that's what the sure idea is. cooking Which for is the prison. I mean, that's why job. they need pops. Pops yeah. is going to make the food for the prison. Oh, that'll prison, be sweet. prison chocolate shop. Yeah, sweet prison food. Oh man, they'll probably get a soap factory. As far as I know anything about prisons, lots of soap, a lot of license plates being yeah, made. License plates going to do that. That'll be pretty cool. What else? Pruno, Pruno, Pruno shivs, factory? shivs, a lot of shivs. Sure, will you can be make made. that out of the soap, though. I think. Sure. Or maybe like brushes. a fake gun that then you paint. So you're probably going to need some ink to paint the fake hey, gun. Hey, street smart youth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get back to talking about Riverdale. You want to keep going with Archie? Uh, <laughs> no, out. I think we're good. Let's keep talking about this. No, All because right. Archie gets crazy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He, he blows off his his dad, who is about to announce. Yeah, how well. do you do that? You turn your back on real blood for this blood handshake bullshit. It's very upsetting. He ignores the phone calls and, and doesn't even... And what he's doing is he goes to Reggie to bargain with him for high school oh, student votes yeah. to get Reggie and his gang to blow up a dude's car. <laughs> That's the price for Reggie. Like, yep. you want me to blow up a stranger's car, maybe killing them? Yeah, I need four votes from the mad dogs or whatever right. he says. Uh, the whole thing is absolutely insane. I think, like, what Archie was doing last episode kind of almost made sense in terms of he thought he was protecting his dad. This episode, again, it sort of seems like he's like, I've got a plan. I've got this yeah. all figured out. 
but why? Why in the world would that ever work? Like these are mobsters who clearly have come here to murder the entire Lodge family and destroy yeah. Riverdale. Let them do would it. They'd be like, "Oh no, you, you teenagers blew up our car. We're really scared." Yeah. Also, like dressing up as like B-list Mortal Kombat char- uh, characters with those like masks up for the dark circle. Now yeah. it's like Archie Red Man. Circle, the dark circle. Yeah, I just want to yeah. be like to Archie. Like, get over here and then stop it. <laughs> it's, it's also clearly Archie because he like he has a wisp of red hair yeah. sticking out of yeah. the mask. Yeah, and he called them the dark circle, which is exactly like the red circle. So anybody with half a braid could figure out exactly. Yeah, they the put one signs up all over wearing... town about the red circle. Yeah, and right. he's the only one not wearing a mask right in the video. So it's like. Clearly him. Yes, absolutely. 100%. There's no doubt about it that it's him. Now, I will say, just from a thematic perspective, I thought there was something kind of interesting here, and I think what they are going for is the mask looks like the Black Hood's mask, right? So Archie... He's certainly too dumb to realize this, but Archie, in a way, is turning himself into the Black Hood. Well, and there was another Black Hood moment here. Yeah, uh, where he, like, lost it and chased the Black Hood. What maybe for him was the Black Hood. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was like the FBI guy or whatever. Uh, yeah, well, the fake FBI, fake FBI guy. Abrams. Fake. Yeah, who Abrams. turned on them yeah. somehow? That yeah. part I was Turn like, what? Coat. Right. So he decided to go with uh, the French Fry Gang instead of the Lodges. So he yeah. worked for them because he saw the way the tides are turning. Smart choice. A hugely oh, smart choice. And what a man who can disappear into a role. Right. I do love <laughs> <laughs> I do love uh, that Archie has a total trigger with the black hood. Oh, he's yeah. Like, I see a black hood, and I, I start lose running. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just running. I'm yeah. going after that guy no matter what. And everybody's like, Archie, please stop. Yeah, that's not him. He's yes. dead, technically. Right. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And then I guess we should we talk about the end of the episode? Uh, Archie finally gets his big promotion Whoa. to his girlfriend's driver. <laughs> yes. The lodge was like, here's a car. You're your girlfriend's driver now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And then Dude, Veronica's there's so like, much other I'll start stuff. the car. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was like, this is so weird. Wait, yeah. we got to talk about the breakout, the uh, Veronica dressing in all black. So, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that because that's the other story. Yeah. But also, can we talk about the Lodges gang? Because I do think the French Fry gang has a certain point in that they're like, you guys have nobody. And they actually do have nobody. Yeah. They have Archie and maybe some high school students, depending on how they'll vote on stuff. Yeah, well, exactly. Mr. Lodge, I mean, he used to wrestle and you saw in episodes sure. how... He's still a badass. But it's weird because it feels like what with Lodge Industries and all, there should be an industry there. There should be other people who work for their company or something. But He's killed them all. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But we have this French-Canadian gang moving mm, down true. from Montreal. What's that all the, the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's more gravy to put on the cheese curds now. Oh, man. <laughs> You'll be uh, I think we're good on Archie, right? I'm good on Archie for the rest of my life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's very... talk about Bughead. Yeah, oh, yeah. Talk about Bughead. He's the greatest writer in town. He is the greatest writer in town. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. So, Jughead... I'm trying to think if there's anything specifically about Jughead, because I feel like I was so intertwined with Betty's storyline. Yeah, Jughead, I think he's stuck uh, in between the serpents uh, who are mad at him for not doing more to win this election, I guess. Uh, While at the same time saying, like, you rely on Betty. She's blonde. We don't like her. Yeah. Uh, over and over she has a kind of nastily brings up at the serpents meeting the amount of stuff that she's done for the serpents. And she's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you don't come at Betty. Like, don't. 
Don't do if that. If you come at Betty, you best expect the horns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is that old phrase. Yep. <laughs> that is definitely... But on the other end of things, Chick uh, is big old dummy, and Betty has threatened to never come home unless Chick Which leaves. is legit. In the beginning of the episode, we got a recap of how creepy Chick has been this whole time. I want to get to something in a second. I'm worried you're going to yell at me. But I am going to yell at it you. anyway. Uh, but what happens is Chick car, brings home a stranger. Well, hold on. Uh, a car, the car that they threw into the river gets discovered. So they're all freaking out because yep. they're like, I don't know. What do we do? What clues? What can happen? And Chick decides to help by bringing back Darla, the only other person who knew about this guy. And Darla, of course, is trashy, talks like this, and threatens to blackmail them unless she gets $10,000. Very realistic She blackmails them. She straight up blackmails them. Yeah. She's like, I want this. So right. they <laughs> have to. She doesn't threaten to blackmail them. Yeah, She's she like, doesn't. I will blackmail you. I'm going to blackmail you to blackmail you. Yeah. Yeah, go to the bank because you are being blackmailed. Yeah, early. chick who is just like... I did good. I tried to help. Like, shut the Here's up, what Chick. I want to say. And please, for the love of God, Pete, do not scream at me. Well, you can't set this up like this. because just, just Please don't. I felt really bad for Chick Fuck this episode. You. Me too. Fu- what? I felt bad for Chick. Guys, <laughs> how do you feel bad for a guy who's caused one murder, run and gets the only other witness to bring to the house to cause more trouble? It was also kind of clear he was probably getting a cut of some of that money. The dude is creeptastic. Why are you pro-chick? Pete, you're standing up and yelling at us. I will get my butler to come and sit you back down if you don't sit down. Are you threatening me? Yeah. Are you threatening to threaten me? I'm threatening to threaten my butler to threaten you. (laughs) And that guy's not even real. Yeah. My butler will have to join in because, you know, butler code. I'll tell you what. You come at me like that, I'm going to shove that nickel down your throat and see what comes out. Oh, yeah. I hope you heard the old saying, you come at the beat, you're going to get the nickel down the throat. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Uh, the thing you, is, you agree, though. No, chick, this right? is the ridiculous. The fucked up thing is, I eat How? a nickel, I shoot a penny. All right, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear or do you want to just yell at me? I'm just I'm I trying to set myself up emotionally. What, you, what your point is because oh, you're okay, wrong. Good. All right. So I'm going to make my point anyway, Please. even though you don't care. So here's the thing. The way that uh, Chick played it this episode, he's lonely and he's sad and he doesn't have anybody. And the fact that this is very much jumping ahead, that he gets manipulated into moving out and going on his own by Betty Cooper and Alice Cooper is not fair and essentially a death sentence to him. Yeah. And he is trying to help the best way he knows how. He doesn't know how to relate to other human beings because he's been alone his whole life. He's been thrust into the worst situation possible, and he's really trying to make it work however he can. He thinks he's doing the right thing by bringing back Darla. It becomes steadily horrible, and I think instead of treating him in any emotionally responsible way, instead, Alice and Betty force him out, which is only going to make his situation worse. It's only going to make him into the thing that you think he is, Pete. Oh, shit. Dude. Good point. What the fuck? You're just drinking the Kool-Aid and just being like, oh, whatever, like, Chick has had it rough, and I totally buy it. It's all a scam. No, He's it's scamming not. the family. You could tell on his face that it's not a scam when you look at him. Yeah. I don't trust Chick. What you're saying makes sense if he's actually being honest and true, which I don't believe. But I understand what you're saying, and you're right. If he is those things that you say he is, then that makes sense. But I don't believe that that is who he is. All right. I believe he's scamming the whole time. Maybe he's Sweet Pea's brother, Chickpea. 
Oh, how's that for a theory? Yeah, it's all coming together. That's what I was thinking about while you guys were talking. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so this actually, this plot line is relatively simple because they're terrorized yeah. in their house. I loved Alice this episode, by the way. She was great. So good. She's so over the top, oh, the way that Magic so Attic plays her. When Darla comes in and she's sitting down at the table, they're serving tea and her hands are shaking. It's so silly, but I loved it. Also, like yeah. when she was like, uh, I'll go to the bank and then sacrificed herself for Betty. She was like, Betty, you go. Then calls her and like, don't ever come back. I was like, oh, what a mom. Fantastic. What a mom. Don't the- ever come home again. Well, because she's like, I'll deal with this, you know, like. Uh, yeah, and the way they deal it with was it. A, I thought it was a nice sacrifice. And then Betty, like, goes all Betty and, oh, man, what a glorious moment. Get a tiny switchblade. Oh, I mean, when she, like, her mom's like, why did you come back? And I'm like, yeah, why did you come back, Betty? Oh, then the plan reveals because Jughead kicks in the door with all the serpents. That was fantastic. Yeah. Jughead's pretty tiny. I'm just going to mention that. Yeah. But Uh, they had the numbers. I enjoy Jughead being a badass, but it's still very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a great writer, as we know. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's true. But they had the numbers. I mean, I'm not. It's a great moment. It is a great moment. It makes total sense. It's a nice way of working around it. And it's a nice way of bringing Betty and Jughead back together. Um, Do you think Betty should be allowed to get a serpent tattoo? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. She's uh, her own woman. I guess. Mrs. Cooper has one. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Not. Uh, I don't know. Tattoo's a big deal. I feel like, let's be honest, Buckhead's going to break up at some point, right? Oh, and then stop. she's going to be can't stuck think with like a serpent that. tattoo. You can't, you can't she can think just like make it. it into like a... Plus her mom's to the a serpent, serpent, so it's sure. like it's a family thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. And granted, it's the town of Riverdale, so she can get the serpent and then a tattoo, and then the next day be like, well, got rid of that tattoo, and everybody be like, nice, never talk about that again. We got to talk about the fallout from that, which means that Alice Cooper just goes right back to FP's place. Yeah, that's not fallout, that's fall in, and we're in a full-on F-Palace situation. <laughs> yes, we are, for real. So F-Palace what, what Alice takes away from the situation is... You only get one life. You got to live it. You got to yeah. go for what she you want. She puts on her she snake for skin FP. outfit. Can I just say, what FP does is one of the coolest moves I've ever seen. <laughs> he throws yeah. out his gum. Oh, my amazing. God. The way, that, the way that he does that, the way that uh, he, Alice comes in the door. Yeah. He just looks after her, pulls out his gum, almost looks directly into yeah, the camera. Like, and just guess what? I'm, he threw it in his house. Didn't he throw it? No, like, he, no, he threw it outside, outside his house. house. Yeah, that's yeah. probably still somebody stepping in it later. Let's be honest. If he was in Taiwan, he would be thrown in jail. For that. I I love that moment. So it much. was very cool. That was yeah. so great. Yeah, uh, he might as well have winked with a little sparkle in his eye, <laughs> and then like I'm getting it's lucky, dudes. Well, things are finally going FP's way. I like they it. Are. It's nice. He, I know you're not going to like this, Pete. I think he might be the best parent on the show. No, I completely agree. What? Oh wow! Yeah. Best More parent. than Luke Perry. Luke. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you I love Luke Perry. I also you love Luke how Perry. Luke Perry's speech, the start of it, Jughead, did an amazing job writing that. I'm just a humble member of the community. You have my vote. That's all I need to hear. You, the that speech is was perfect, like two lines long. That's, that's all you needed to hear. I don't know. I, I didn't even hear his speech because all I heard was like a sad dog howling in the rain. Yeah, exactly. Aww. I just heard a slide whistle going down. <laughs> no, come on, man. I mean, he is right. He's the one who's lived in the town. He didn't move away. He didn't go to jail. I I great. liked his. Uh, That's a great qualification for a man. He did He's right. Yell. I mean, I mean, in that this was, town, it's in the, it's yeah. saying a lot. Yeah, uh, rock bottom, <laughs> guys. Good good news. I'm rock bottom. I'm not below rock bottom. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, I feel like him going up me like I'm just a humble man. Everyone in the town would be like, "We get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you only wear plaid shirts." Oh, come on, man! Don't attack his outfit. No, it's I don't know. I think, plaid shirts all Here's the time. what I think. I think Fred Andrews needs to get one of those little uh, anklet things that doesn't let you outside the house so he can stay in the house where it's permanently fall and he can give Archie advice on the porch and that's all he's allowed exactly. to do. Oh, come the on, second man. he gets outside, he's like... Uh, Bob Ross, the painter from PBS, would be like, dude, you need to get a little oh, edgy. How about bro. the Bob Ross So moment. let's talk about yeah. the Cheryl storyline yes. because this is... Seamless. Easily the best storyline in the episode. Oh, my God. So we already talked about the conversion therapy that's going on. We cut back to that every once in a while. Cheryl looks strung out the entire episode. That whole sandbag thing was ridiculous. So she, because it is conversion therapy, they want to... uh, How much do you guys know about cults? Uh, a little not, bit. A little oh, really? Bit. So well, part I of what spent, they do... I guess six years in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So you know this, then. Yeah. That what they try to do is they exhaust you. They don't let you sleep. They constantly give you input, uh, you know, just whether it's movies like that or reading. They cut off everything in the outside world. Uh, and then usually what a cult will do is actually cut off all of your sources of protein so you can't think well. Yeah. So that's exactly what they're doing here, they're plus shit. injections. So what happens is that they end up putting Cheryl in a situation where she is going to be completely physically exhausted and completely confused so that they can start inputting these new thoughts into her, these uh, thoughts, these less deviant thoughts, according to the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy. So they make her take these sacks of grain and move them to one side of a basement and then say, oh, no, you, you did the wrong side due to the other side. But she's already so tired, she can't disagree, and she has to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's awful you, watching her do that. Yeah, it was very painful. But what do you mean you were in a cult for six years? She's in a casual cult, pretty chill cult for a while. <laughs> there is no thing. After what he just explained, you can't put chill in front of cults. No, we don't, did all that. But a lot of times they'd be like, move the grain. You'd be like, you bet, man, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> there is no chill cult, man. No, it's a chill. It's like What's, a Reggie. It's like what, a Reggie, Josie, chill what cult. What was the name of the cult that? you were casually in. I was like, come as you are, stay as long as you want. Wow. <laughs> that's a long name for a cult. Yeah, that's very... Is there abbreviation in that? Like up. SHIELD? What was that? Yeah, th- there's an acronym. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's uh, C-A-A. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, on. <laughs> yeah. So far, uh, mid. Keep going. S-A-L-A-Y-W. A-Y-W. So, Kasali? Kasali? Yeah, yeah. 
cock slava. <laughs> oh, that's much better. Dude, can't you read the tattoo? Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Oh, nice. You got to get that off. No dude. regrets. Nice. No regrets. So, you while Sherry, Sherry, while Cheryl is being captured by the sisters of Quiet Mercy, who don't seem quiet or merciful, oh, let's yeah. be honest. But good thing oh, they're slow, shit. though. You just yeah. busted them. Uh, Tony Topaz is trying to track her down, figure out what's going on. Well, she and Veronica and Josie all head to the Blossoms house to find out what is happening. Uh, something we didn't talk about the last episode, there's a nice shout-out to the current Archie comics where uh, they say that Cheryl has been sent to a boarding school in, I think it was in the Archie run, right? Yep. Veronica is sent to the same boarding school. In Switzerland, where she meets Cheryl. Where yeah. she meets Cheryl, exactly. So and it was a nice little shout-out to that. A nice yeah, also the Veronica knew the exact place. That was pretty cool. Yep. But I liked how... The reason they got worried about Cheryl is she stopped posting on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. They're like, what? No posts. Something must be wrong. Yeah, exactly. So they go to the house and uh, Cheryl's mom shows her a picture of Cheryl and Josie. So upsetting that they completely bought that because it's like, oh, I have a picture. So that proves everything. Right. Well, this ties back to the stalking thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. From a while ago, which was actually... Cheryl manipulating that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. Though. Yeah. So that they were they were right about Josie. That happened. Right. In that that happened. There was a reason that Cheryl did that, which was a different reason that they're presenting. But it definitely gets Josie out, so she can go back to being Team Jaggy or whatever she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josie and the Reggie Cat. It was right. sad to see Josie go. I yeah, like when so she's meanwhile, a part of the though, show. Tony and Veronica haven't quite given up on the case, uh, and in fact, turns Nana Rose. Is the real hero? The real is crawling yeah. across the floor. Yeah. Well, she's first off. She's watching her shit on a very tiny TV, right? Yeah. Which, if they had her a sixty-inch flat screen, she wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, totally. And if she didn't have to, <laughs> you watch blame Bob the Ross. television for her getting the courage to crawl Don't across. Don't talk the... to your mom like that, and keep her just lit and entertained as much as possible. <laughs> oh man, lit. that is. Yeah, you keep that lady. That, lit. Did you get that flat from your call? Your casual yeah. call, uh, Kakasawa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we talked <laughs> about. Pretty sweet. So Nana Rose crawls herself to the phone. And then calls the school. Calls the school, hangs on for a while, because Antoinette Topaz needs to get from her classroom to the desk. And then naturally, as soon as she gets on the phone, Nana Rose says, she's close. Which isn't very helpful. No, not very And then says it again, which also isn't very helpful, and gets as far as She's at the sisters yeah. before Claudius rips the phone wire out. The evil yeah. twin. Yeah. Man, what of... do you think is going to happen to Nana? We don't find out. Do you think that's it for Nana? Oh, yeah. I think, no, they probably put her back and she died of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, that's more cult talk, man. No, yeah, they murdered Nana. That's the last we'll ever see of her. I don't know. I think but her sacrifice back. paid off because then we got the two of them charging the... Sisters, whatever, messed Sisters up. Sisters quiet mercy. Yeah. yeah, Veronica figures it out. She's like, I know who would know about gay conversion therapy. Kevin Keller. So they go to Kevin <laughs> yeah. Keller, and he's like, yep, it's always, quiet mercy. you have to go to Kevin. Yeah, it's also, always the big place move. where we fuck right below. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah, it's the by. gay tunnel. That's what he calls it. Yeah, I'm like, gay tunnel. that there is crazy. That That's real lion's den shit right there. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. But then... Uh, they're like, we got to do this at night because some other stuff has to happen during the day. So we'll cut to that later. It'll be much cooler if we do it at night. Yeah. And uh, Tony and Veronica meet in the most ridiculous break-in costumes you've oh, ever seen I in your entire it. life. Loved yeah, I don't it. know why she's like had to had to wait till my parents had to wait till my parents went to bed. 
and that she has on a crazy like vamp. Well, uh, she said she had to make it past checkpoint where her yeah. parents, you know, they're worried about her, so they're checking on her, make sure she's all right. Yeah, and they don't mind if she dresses like Vampirella to go out on the. Table. Yeah, it's well, a cat suit. She's yeah. dressed as uh, she's dressed as Catwoman. Yeah, basically. exactly. And yeah. Topaz is also rocking an outfit. Yeah, so they go through the gate tunnel into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Uh, they're looking out for duns, yeah. uh, trying to make sure to. Uh, is this that part where you cried? Is this the part? So, because uh, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. So yeah. what happens is that at the same time, Cheryl is sobbing and crying, and I really thought she was going to kill herself in this oh, scene. Man. Like I thought she was on the brink of being like, "Nope, that's it for me. I'm done." She gets uh, taken to movie night, which is where they show the uh, conversion films. And while this is happening, the music pumps up and Tony starts calling Cheryl. Cheryl, she doesn't hear her because uh, the, what I took away from it is she's like, nope, i got to be imagining that. Nobody's coming for me. Yeah. I'm lost. And then Tony comes in front of the movie screen, stands in front of the light. Cheryl comes up and they kiss. Yeah. And that's uh, where I cried. It was really nice. Uh, it was, the music was pumping. I was like, where are the nuns that was running the projector? Like, yeah. why are they letting Those this nuns kiss? nuns are downstairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, it was very much a reference to San Junipero, the Black Mirror episode, I yeah. felt like. A uh, bit of the music and everything that's happening, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, it, it, it was great. It was, was really, a great moment. Because she think, was... What was exciting for me was Topaz was like all about... She's like, we got to save Cheryl. And like to see her like... Uh, run in there and save her. It was really a beautiful moment. Yeah, it was great. Uh, there's been so much build up to this, even though it's only been what three episodes, or very something quick, like that. Quickly, it's built been very up. quick, but it felt like they totally knew cool. this was a moment. They knew this was a moment for the fan base as well, and they made sure to deliver on it in as big yeah. and as beautiful a way as possible. And then, of course, immediately Veronica's like. Hey, there's a bunch of nuns. Yeah, yeah, the nun nuns alarm's going off. Yeah, run. there's nuns. Run. <laughs> run for your lives. Yeah. So they get out, and then Cheryl and Tony are, I think, officially girlfriend and girlfriend now. Oh, man. And they're in school. They're, I don't know what's going to happen with Cheryl necessarily, or where she's going to live, or what's going on with that situation. Yes, there might be a recent murder at her house. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But she's at school, and she's like, the last scene of the episode, like, Hey, did you finish casting the school play? Which because, is, by the way, Carrie the Musical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Progressive. And then she's like, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker Fuck. down. Burn it down! That was, Cheryl I, is the best. So Cheryl we started is off talking about the bevy of emotions that this episode took us through. Like, it's crazy that it went from... I was crying at that kissing scene to the end. And then cackling. kissing at the crying I scene. I know, right? No, that I was cackling out loud. That last line, the way that she delivers it, yeah. is so insanely over the top in the perfect <laughs> way. Glorious. She turns right to camera and is yeah. talking to no one and just says, I know, I, I, laughed. Out. I yeah. laughed out loud. It's yeah. great. It's perfect. And I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to see her go all carry. Do you think she's actually going to have psychokinetic powers? I really hope so. This show could pull it off. I mean, if she, you got to get it in some kind of like cult like lab facility where they're torturing you. So she's she was there. So I'm sure she's got powers. Now. What I want is an all musical episode. Guess what? You're going to get that next episode. That's no what I way. thought. It was that for real? Yeah, oh, it's the really? musical episode. Oh, oh awesome. Oh, man. This yeah. show is so built for this. It absolutely is. I oh, cannot wait. I'm, it's going to be absolutely I don't. I'm absurd. not as looking forward to that as you, but... That's, we, well, that's we're we're cool. going to do an all-singing podcast review. No, we are not. Yes. No, it's, uh, no, that's definitely not happening. Before we go, as we end every episode, this episode only, 
Ignoring Cheryl for the moment, Betty or Veronica, which this episode, I feel like I usually kick it to you guys, so yeah. I'll start this time. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. uh, I'm going to say Veronica this episode. I hate what Betty is doing to Chick. She is a jerk. Uh, I don't like Betty anymore. Take that, Betty. Thank you. Uh, Pete is uh, smoking some crack right now, just Fuck in case you guys are wondering <laughs> yeah. what he was doing. With Fuck, his you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. He's taking his middle finger, sticking it up. Putting That's a little just crack such on a stupid fucking reason. He may but have Veronica a. Cr- it was great. I, I yeah. mean, other than the weird thing. With oh her, yeah. What about oh, other than the weird thing? She was awesome. She ran around. What weird thing was I going to say? The the cat suit thing. Is that what you're no, saying? I think that was great and hilarious. And okay, because I, I really liked that. But what was your weird thing for? The Veronica? weird thing was her being like, "I'll go start the car at the end. You're yeah. my driver now, Archie. That's pretty cool." That was yeah. a weird scene to end the episode on, particularly or get close to end the episode, considering everything else that was going on. But I love Veronica. Pete, what about you, Betty? All day, er, day. Betty brought in a team of serpents and was ready to rumble. It was a glorious moment. Uh, Betty is an amazing character that won't be bullied by sketchy dudes who try to push some sketchy agenda on her in her own home, and she's not going to have it. And she doesn't care if she has to kick somebody out in the street uh, if they think they can, you know, mess up with her family, what she believes in, because she's going to fight for it. So, all day, Betty. Uh, nice. As usual, I'm going to go with Alice Cooper. <laughs> she was glorious in this she episode. Was she was great. She was she glorious. Was uh, top to bottom, great episode for her. Uh, excited to see where F Palace goes. And uh, Kakasawa for life. If you like this podcast and want to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. So come on by. We'll chat about Riverdale. We have a couple of other podcasts you can check out. Our regular Wednesday podcast, Comic Book Club Live. Uh, Also, we do a comic review podcast called The Stack, which is in the same feed. If you like the show Krypton, check out our After Krypton podcast. And pretty soon, our Legion podcast, Inside Legion, is coming back. So check that out. As well, they're all subscribable on the platform of your choice. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you know about the amazing guests we have in our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast. More. Oh, hey, a bunch of quarters just came out. Yeah, dude. Let's go to the arcade. Yeah! Stop putting shit quarters in these video games. <laughs> <laughs>